welcome to Got The Boot, the podcast taking a closer look at why those managers who step up to lead some of the world's elite sportsmen and women end up getting it so horribly wrong. This episode is the story of a legendary manager whose brief spell at one particular club has become the stuff of legend. 44 days of disaster for one of football's most famous figures. Uh, I just like being surrounded with good players and by good players. If, now you, it- if you could play, you could work for me. Today, it's all about Brian Clough, one of English football's most famous managers, a two-time European Cup winner, not to mention a league title winner too. But what we're going to focus on are the events at the beginning of the 1974-75 season. Let's set the scene. Leeds United are the champions of England, but are managerless. Their legendary coach, Don Revy, left after 13 years to become the England manager. So who do Leeds go for? The one and only Brian Clough, a proven winner even before his European glory days, over 200 goals scored during his playing career, and a league title whilst managing underdogs Derby County in 1972. I want the job because they're a a top club, if not the top club, and I want to be a manager of the top club and uh, incorporating everything that's good at Leeds and putting a little bit of me into it. He sounded the perfect replacement, right? Well, not exactly. During his time at Derby, Brian had been very critical of Leeds and how they played. The year before he joined them, he wrote an article in the Sunday Express saying that Don Revy should be fined for not controlling discipline and the whole team should be relegated to the second division. His article stated, The men who run football have missed the most marvellous chance of cleaning up the game in one swoop. The trouble with football's disciplinary system is that those who sat in judgment being officials of other clubs might as well have a vested interest. Clough was never punished for those remarks. To be fair to the FA, they did charge him with bringing the game into disrepute, but dropped the case when Clough resigned as Derby manager. Still, you can imagine the likes of Mourinho, Klopp and others these days being heavily fined and or banned if they said even half of what Clough said there. Either way, you get the gist. Not someone you'd think the powers that be at Ellen Road would want as their manager, especially when the outgoing boss recommended someone else. As former Leeds player Johnny Giles explained on the RTE One documentary, Giles. I saw the paper, Don Revy is leaving Leeds to go to England. When I met him, he said, sort of, by the way, I'm going to recommend you for the job to take over for me. I never thought about it. I wanted to play, so I said to people, I was in an Irish situation, I was turned down for a job that I hadn't even applied for. And then they appointed Brian Clough. It didn't make any sense, you know? Cloughy had been very, very critical of Leeds about five years. So the club's greatest manager recommends someone to replace them and the board completely ignore it. Maybe that incident was in the back of the minds of the Manchester United board of directors when Sir Alex Ferguson recommended David Moyes. Moving on swiftly, Clough arrived at Leeds in July of 1974. Crucially, he didn't bring his usual assistant Peter Taylor with him. They reunite in the future at Nottingham Forest, but for now, he was going it alone. Now, what would you expect a new manager of your football club to do when they arrive? Would you expect them to have a meeting of some kind, perhaps with the players or with the staff from across the club? Clough admitted to not doing any of that, saying he didn't feel it was necessary. 
An entire week later, at the request of the team, there was a meeting in the players' lounge, something they probably regretted asking for rather quickly when they heard the now infamous statement from Clough. You lot may all be internationals and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Nearly the man himself, Michael Sheen there from the film The Damned United, saying that to any team would have been bad enough, never mind the current league champions. This group of players were known to be big characters and extremely loyal to the methods of Don Revy, whose seat was still warm. Back to Johnny Giles now on RTE1, who explains what else was said at that meeting. Norman Hunter, you're the dirty bastard, he says. And everybody likes to be liked. You'd like to be liked, wouldn't you? No, I'm sorry, I couldn't give a fuck. Me, you're the dirty bastard as well. You go over the ball. Eddie Gray says, if you'd have been a horse, you'd have been put down years ago. But I think this was Cluffy's way. What, what, the way he worked was dominate you and then he's okay. But we just won the league. We were an experienced team. We were very proud of what we did, the medals we won and everything else. And here's he's telling us to throw him in the bin over there. So he never got off first base. Maybe it was Brian Clough's plans for Leeds United that should have gone in the bin at that point because they were never going to work. The relationship between manager and players was at rock bottom as soon as he walked through the door. Eventually, it was time for the 1974-75 season. Leeds, as league champions, took part in the traditional curtain raiser for the new season, the Charity Shield. Their opponents were 1974 FA Cup winners Liverpool. Unfortunately, there was not much charity shown on that pitch at all. Leeds captain Billy Bramner wasn't exactly known as the most generous of players, so it wasn't really surprising when he got sent off after getting into a fight with Liverpool striker Kevin Keegan. The game finished one all, Liverpool won 6-5 on penalties. Things didn't improve as the league started either. Leeds were beaten 3-0 by Stoke City in the first game of the 74-75 season. Away from the pitch, training seemed to have turned into a big competition, one that only Clough could win. Speaking to the Independent newspaper in 2009, just before the film The Damned United was released, Peter Lorimer, who was a midfielder at Leeds at the time, said the trainer Jimmy Gordon did most of the work, warming up and so on, and there wasn't much involvement from the manager. When Cluffy did participate, it was mostly in five sides, and we learnt very quickly that if we didn't want to stay on the training field forever, we had to let Clough's team win. So we'd play for a while and then throw a couple of goals into our own net. Now, insisting on always taking part is one thing, but not stopping training until your side has won? It does make you wonder if he ever thought, maybe they're letting me win here. At least the players who were on his side must have had a big confidence boost. Back in Division 1, and the results weren't picking up. They lost 1-0 to QPR in the first home game of the season, followed three days later by a 1-0 win against Birmingham. But a few days later, they drew one all to QPR. 
You what? Yeah, they played both their league games against each other in the space of a week. Unbelievable, Jeff! I don't think we'd ever see the Premier League supercomputer create that scenario nowadays. Clough was quickly losing control. A 2-1 loss to Man City preceded a one-all draw against Luton. Six games in, four points from a possible 12. Of course, this was when winning only got you two points. The final straw came on the 10th of September 1974, in the second round of the League Cup, when Leeds played Huddersfield, who were in the third division. An easy win to get them back on track, surely. Well, they didn't lose, but they didn't win either. A one-all draw turned out to be Brian Clough's final game in charge of Leeds United. Two days later, he was called in by the board and sacked, a mere 44 days after he'd arrived. The biggest win of his tenure? The £98,000 payoff that he negotiated. That's close to £1 million in today's money. Usually, this would be the end of the story, but in typical Clough fashion, he wasn't ready to call it a day. Never one to shy away from the cameras, he went on Yorkshire television in the ITV calendar studios that evening to discuss his sacking. Someone else had the same idea, though. His predecessor was going to have his say too. Tonight, on this live calendar special, we're talking not only to Brian Clough himself, but also to the man that he succeeded as manager of Britain's most successful football team, to Don Revie, the England manager. Why do you take the job? Well, because I thought it was the best job in the, in the country. Of course it was the best job in I the country. I was taking over the league champions. Yeah, you were taking over the league champions. You were taking over the best bunch of players that you've ever seen. Well, you'll I, ever, you'll... I didn't know about the players, Don. You didn't know I, I didn't know them intimately like you do, but I know you were the league champions and I was taking over the league champions. I wanted to have a crack at the European Cup this year. Yes. I think that was near and dear to your heart also. Yeah. Yes. Um, I wanted to win it. I wanted to do something you hadn't done. Now, when I said, I think I said it to Trevor Cherry, actually, or mostly the players, he said to me, what can you do that the boss hadn't done? You, the boss, referring to you. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. Now, there is no other reply to that question. No, but... Because you had won the league. Yeah, but there's no way you could win it better. Why not? Only... No, 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 no. But that's the we only hope I've got. We've only, we only lost four matches, isn't it? But that... Well, and I can I, only lose three. No, 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 no. I no. couldn't give any other answer. And no. I wanted to win the European Cup. I really recommend you go to watch the whole Clough Revy confrontation on YouTube. It's a unique encounter, something I don't think we'll ever see again. The fact that Revy was the England boss at the time makes it even more fascinating. From there, the career of Brian Clough went unbelievably sky-high, joining Nottingham Forest and eventually winning those two European Cups. Dom Revy, on the other hand, didn't last long in the England job. He ended his career coaching in the United Arab Emirates. So a victory of sorts for Clough there, at least. The 44 days at Leeds United is arguably the most remembered period of his career. Perhaps if he'd gone about it differently, maintaining the status quo instead of being aggressive and smearing the success of his predecessor, maybe he'd have made a success out of it. You don't become a bad manager overnight. He'd already proved he was more than capable of success, hence why he was brought to Ellen Road. It does go to show that even the very best managers can make a complete hash of it sometimes. Peter Lorimer, the Leeds player who we heard from earlier, probably summed it up best. I know, like all of football, Brian Clough was a brilliant football manager, but at Leeds United, he was not brilliant. He was lost. Not that Brian Clough would agree. As he said himself during his incredible life, he wasn't the best manager in the business, but he was in the top one. So 
that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Let us know what you made of what you heard and what other managerial disasters we should be covering. Our email is gottheboot at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on social media. We're Got the Boot Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again, and see you next time. Bye.